Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to a special game day edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the. NorthJersey.com and the record. I am your host, Art Stapleton. We are in San Francisco. We are getting ready for game day. Second game in five days. We know what happened with the historic comeback in Arizona. Giants beat the Cardinals 31-28. Kind of keep their season alive. Yes, I know that sounds a little bit foolish. It's only week two. Well, now the turnaround, it is week three. The Giants are shorthanded, heading to Levi Stadium to take on the powerhouse San Francisco 49ers, who may have been a quarterback injury away last year in the NFC Championship game from reaching the Super Bowl instead of the Eagles and taking on Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, good old friend Steve Spagnuolo, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Double-digit point spread tonight. The Giants are underdogs. They will be without Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas at left tackle, Aziz Ojolari at outside linebacker, and Ben Bredesen, arguably their best interior offensive lineman, although I'll make an argument that rookie center John Michael Schmitz is immediately becoming that. So Bredesen out, Saquon out. Andrew Thomas out. Ojolari out. Do we get the return of Wandell Robinson tonight? I believe we do. I think Wandell Robinson, if you've been following me, uh, I think he was ready to go on Sunday, at least to an extent. And I think the Giants decided to hold him off and see how he looks on Thursday. Let's remember, Giants stayed out here in Tempe, Arizona. They had walkthroughs at the universe at Arizona State University. Uh, they had access to their facilities there in terms of weight training, lifting, uh, getting players ready in the training room. But in reality, uh, it's a tough recall to your body to get back out again in four days because that's really what it is. It's two games in five days, but the recovery time is really three and a half, four days to get ready for Thursday night. Amazon Prime. Giants fans, if you are in the New York, New Jersey area, you should be able to watch the game tonight on Fox 5. Wherever you get your local Fox station, that's where the game will be repurposed, if you will, and simulcast in addition to Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, if you are in a family that has Amazon shopping, 
Take the time this morning. Look through Amazon Prime. You should be able to, at the very least, get a free trial to Amazon Prime if you choose to watch through streaming. And you also, if all else fails on the watching front, you can listen to Bob Papa, Carl Banks on WFAN and the Giants Radio Network. All right, so Giants fans, how are we feeling? You looking at this game as a house money game? Uh, there's no way the Giants are going to win this game. The 49ers, it's their home opener at Levi Stadium. They're going to blitz them from the beginning. This offensive line, how are they going to stand up? Uh, will Daniel Jones get himself killed, football terms, behind the line of scrimmage because of this makeshift offensive line? Well, what I've been saying this, and look, I picked the 49ers 30-17 to 17 over the Giants tonight. Uh, this was a game that even at full strength, the Giants would have been challenged to win. And they're not at full strength, but also they're not playing particularly well. Yes, they had an outstanding second half. Offensively, Daniel Jones was lights out. The weapons were everywhere. Saquon Barkley was a part of that. So now you take him out of the mix. This has to be one of those, and I called it a kitchen sink game. You're on a short week. You know what you do. You know what your bread and butter plays are. But I think Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, doesn't matter who was calling the plays. I still believe Mike Kafka was calling the plays per se. But I'll put it this way to you, and here's my thought on that. They were outscored 60 to nothing through the first six quarters of this season. Brian Dable would not be half the coach that we think he is. NFL coach of the year last year. Great offensive mind. Has had a skill for calling plays in the past. If Brian Dable just said, go ahead, Calf, just go to second half. I'm going to just do what I normally do. Not worry about getting involved in what plays we're calling. Trying to find a rhythm offensively. If he had done that, he would have been derelict in his duties. You had to get involved. It had to be a collective effort. It's always been a collective effort behind the scenes. But on game day, Dable pulls back. He could not afford to pull back on Sunday. Again, my opinion. He says he was not calling plays, but certainly you watch Brian Dable on the sideline. He had the play sheet out. He's covering his mouth with the play sheet. It was clear that he was heavily involved in what the Giants were doing offensively. But here's another thing you have to remember. Mike Kafka is up in the booth. His only form of communication with the sideline is the radio between Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, and Kafka up in the booth. So anytime Dable is communicating with Kafka and what he wants, my guess is he doesn't want the camera Zooming in on what he's saying to Kafka about the plays that he's calling. You just never know. I, all coaches in the NFL are paranoid. So who's going to pick up what? After the COVID seasons in 2020, when there were no fans in the stands, players and coaches would talk about how they would break down the TV copy of, fi of the film because they could hear the calls at the line of scrimmage. And that's how they would gain another advantage. It wasn't legal. It wasn't illegal, 
it wasn't against the rules, but they were watching the TV broadcast to be able to pick up things that might help them in an advantage the following week. So opponents are looking at everything. I think that was part of it. Do I think that Brian Dable was directing and trying to help Kafka and the offensive staff kind of catch fire a little bit, which is they did in the second half. They found a rhythm. But if you're a head coach worth his salt and you watch what your offense did for the first six quarters of this game, of the season, I commend Brian Dable for getting involved. You can't just sit back and watch your team struggle when you know that there are ways to kind of give them a spark. Started with the Jalen Hyatt 58-yard reception. You know, if you look at what the Giants did offensively, it wasn't necessarily something completely different. It wasn't like they looked into, you know, a playbook that they had thrown away, you know, last year in week 11. They were doing some of the same conceptually. When it comes down to execution, once they got on that rhythm, it seemed like, they finally found something. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out tonight against a much better opponent. You have to be concerned with the 49ers' defensive front. Bosa, Kinlaw, um, you know, the, the linebackers are tremendous in San Francisco. Can the Giants get a semblance of a quick passing game? And that brings me back to Wondell Robinson. I've told you the last couple days, I think they were looking to get Robinson involved today. Uh, He has a long break after this one to get ready for the Monday Night Football game. The deployment of the wide receivers will be very interesting. Where does that land Paris Campbell, Sterling Shepard, guys who seem to duplicate a little bit of what Wondell Robinson does? Wondell Robinson is the is the draft pick. They want Rondell Robinson to be a big part of this offense. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how in spot duty, who gets what snaps. I think Paris Campbell and Wondell Robinson will have a little bit of work out of the backfield. They both have experience there. I think Paris Campbell uh, will run a lot of his routes out of the backfield, maybe in a double back set, split backs with Daniel Jones and a shotgun. I could see Matt Breda being one, and I could see Paris Campbell being the other. Uh, I think this is the time as I go back to the kitchen sink. Anything you have in your bag of tricks, and I'm not just talking about flea flickers or fake plays or fake punts or, or those kind of things. I'm talking about things that you know you have that in case of emergency, break glass. Because this is the kind of game that you just roll the dice. Look, take it from me, and I'm sure a lot of you listening, there are a lot of people out there and know what I'm talking about. Those knockout pools every year in the NFL. You pick your one team every week, no spreads, and if they win, you advance. If they lose, you're done. And how many times are there the biggest pick on the board, the highest spread, 
You pick that game, that team has no business losing, we're locked, we're moving on to the next week. It's not a problem. I think of Jets-Rams a couple years ago when it cost Jets the, Trevor Lawrence. When they went into L.A. and beat the Rams at the time. It was unheard of. It was inconceivable, and they did that. Things happen in this league. Again, I predict 30-17 to 17 49ers, but you just never know. There's a reason to watch this game. We love the NFL for that, and I think that's why the Giants take the field tonight. I don't want to say house money because you need people healthy. You need to get ready for the Monday Night Football game back at home against the Seattle Seahawks, which will not be an easy game. And I said before the season, or at least in the aftermath of the loss to the Cowboys on opening night, if you can get to 2-2, two and two, settle things down going into October, you have road trips at Miami and Buffalo, not easy, but then you have Washington at home and then the Jets. And you worry about at that point, can you be 4-4? Four and four? And if you're 4-4, four and four, you're right there. I don't believe anybody's going to be pulling away. Yes, Washington is 2-0, but I think they've had the benefit of the schedule a little bit. They beat Arizona just like the Giants did. They were in a little bit of a slugfest just like the Giants were. Giants had to come back for a heck of a lot more of a deficit than Washington did. But then Washington goes and plays the, the Broncos. I think the Broncos are in a rebuild. They have Patrick Sertan in the secondary, one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the league. And then what else? And Washington won that game. So October 22nd, Giants commanders at MetLife Stadium, where the Giants are on that day record-wise will be a big boost to this season. Can they steal one in Buffalo or, or Miami? Depends on where they are. If Saquon Barkley's back, they found a little rhythm. You know, this team is in position where they have to make the opponent fear them a little bit. And if you look at the way Daniel Jones played that second half on Sunday, yes, I get it, it's the Arizona Cardinals. I get it. But that team did not lay down. Play calling, they played very conservatively in the second half. But when the Giants score that first touchdown, the Cardinals march right back down the field, not only scored a touchdown, but got a two-point conversion and put them up 21. They were down 20 to nothing at halftime. They were down 21 midway through the third quarter. And shows a lot for the Giants to be able to fight back the way they did. A couple things more, and then we'll get out of this game day preview. Appreciate you always listening. Make sure you check out our coverage on NorthJersey.com. Hope you've been listening and subscribing to All In. We've done what we can to get you interviews with players, both individually. Hopefully when we get home next week, we will have a sit-down interview. Uh, we're working on Paris Campbell, so hopefully that works. He's a very interesting guy, new to this team. I think he's going to have a big role this summer, uh, this week going forward. And let's look up front. Josh Azudu 
held really accounted for himself pretty well at left tackle, all things considered. I think you're going to get a Zudu at left tackle. I'm not sure what's going on at left guard. I think it's probably going to be Mark Glowinski, but it would not surprise me if Shane Lemieux steps in there, if Glowinski struggles early on. Center John Michael Schmitz has been everything you wanted him to be so far. Some hiccups along the way, but he's solid. At right guard, you're going to get Marcus McKeithen. I want to see him make a jump from game one to game two for him. And then at right tackle, Evan Neal, look, he's got his hands full. Any right tackle in this league is going to have his hands full with Mr. Bosa. Nick Bosa, phenomenal player, just got his big contract. Obviously, his eyes are going to be like saucers trying to get after Daniel Jones. The Giants need to be aware of that, and they need to call plays to help Neal not leave him out on an island. But Evan Neal is not the bust that everyone's saying. He's certainly not an elite player at right tackle. He's growing. you got to give the kid some time. And yes, I say kid, he's 22 years old. He's not 24, 25. He's two years younger than your starting center that you just drafted back in May. Think about that. So... Give Evan Neal some time at right tackle. Yes, you're going to have to endure some moments tonight, I'm sure, that Bosa is going to beat him. But it's up to the Giants to create a game plan that's not putting him out there on the on the edge and not leaving him one-on-one with Bosa. You know, this isn't Andrew Thomas right now. You can't battle Bosa one-on-one. You got to do what you got to do. So maybe a little bit more max protect. What will we see in the backfield without Saquon? Well, Matt Breda is somebody who is going to be talked about. He was picked up in fantasy leagues across the league. My guy on first and second down, I think you may see Gary Brightwell. It's a harder runner, more physically sturdy. I think Breda is really more of a third down, pass protection. Uh, Maybe he's on the field with Brightwell together to give the Giants a little bit of different looks. And then you could run jet sweeps off of that with Jalen Hyatt or uh, some gadgets with Wondell Robinson. That's kind of how I'm seeing uh, this running game work tonight. And then, of course, Daniel Jones. And I think he's going to have to be much more of a runner, a design runner tonight in that running game to try to keep the 49ers a little bit honest. Now, if you can get to that third level of the Niners' defense, you might be able to make some plays. So I could see the Giants trying to attack early on. Jalen Hyatt, downfield. Darius Slayton, downfield. Because right now you know there's going to be a lot more attention paid to Hyatt and Darren Waller. I think Slayton can make a play or two down the field that maybe the 49ers don't see coming uh, or can't really anticipate. That all starts with the protection up front. So you have to max protect. You keep Bellinger in. You know, maybe you run that out. You run those play action passes out of 12 personnel instead of worrying about uh, spreading the 49ers out. Because I don't know if your offensive line can handle that straight up. That depends on the flow of the game. Now, to me, the biggest factor for this game is the defense. Can anybody show up? 
show some guts. Get out there and battle this team because the rest of the league thinks you're going to get shellacked tonight. They think that it's going to be Christian McCaffrey for 150 yards rushing and breaking big plays left and right. And they think that Brock Purdy is going to carve you up. Brandon Ayuk is questionable with a shoulder injury if he plays. Debo Samuel, George Kittle. This is the get-right game for the 49ers offense. Now, that sounds silly because the 49ers offense have have looked very good so far. But this is one of those games where they want to put a 40 spot on the board. They saw Dallas do it in week one. Yes, there are no style points in the NFL, but this is how you motivate guys. This is your night. You're the one who's going to get the touchdown. You're the one who's going to get the big play, 100 yards. Brock Purdy gets the ball out very quickly, and he has a high completion percentage. You're not going to be able to disrupt Brock Purdy the way you've you've attempted and failed to disrupt Dak Prescott and Joshua Dobbs. You made Joshua Dobbs look like an all-pro in that first half. Cannot happen tonight. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau, Xavier McKinney, Adoree Jackson, Ashawn Robinson, Nacho, These guys have to make plays. Bobby Okereke. I want to see Isaiah Simmons get more snaps at inside linebacker next to Okereke. I know you're giving up something with Simmons in terms of the base run defense. He's more of a chase guy. Use his speed. Get guys at the second level. He's not going to make plays in, in a traditional run defense. But at this point, I need to play him. Micah McFadden is questionable with a neck injury. McFadden had a really rough game against Arizona. A lot of missed tackles. Yes, he'll make a play, but over the course of the game, if you're watching him, he really is a detriment uh, next to Bobby Okereke. He's a young player. McFadden's just in his second year. He's a fifth-round pick. He's growing into a role. He should not be a front-line player right now. And I think the Giants using McFadden as a frontline player is really hurting their defense. This defensive line has to step up. Dexter Lawrence has made more plays in the first two weeks than being given credit for. But even Dex needs to dominate a little bit. And this 49ers offensive line, very good. So it's going to be a chore for the Giants tonight. But that's what's fun about this league. They saved you with that comeback. They saved themselves. Now you're sitting at one and one and the sky isn't falling just now. I know there are still fans who are looking at this saying, this team's going to get blown out. What's the difference? You beat the worst team in the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. It's possible. It's possible Arizona wins one game this year. Now, I don't believe Arizona was tanking on Sunday. I think it was a product of a team that is inexperienced, that has a first-year head coach, that felt that 28-7 when they got that two-point conversion, the game's over. And they just expected the Giants to drop. They expected the Giants to just say, okay, we're done, we blew it again. And they didn't, and they attacked. They attacked offense. Offensively, the way they attacked, Giants have to do that again. Now, can they do that against the dominant front of the 49ers that remains to be seen so 
that's where we're at. I'll be heading down to Santa Clara later this morning. It's about an hour drive down to the stadium. Then, of course, an hour back to get back up here to San Francisco for our flight home to New York on Friday morning. But it's been an interesting week. The Giants need to learn again a lot about themselves tonight when they take the field against San Francisco. This team needs to compete. This team needs to believe in itself. You're not as good as San Francisco right now. You may never be as good as San Francisco in the 2023 season. But compete. Get out there. Find your swagger. Coach is coach to the best of their ability. Do not lay down to this team and get out there and show, you know what? We're still a developing team, but give us a month or two and we'll be right back in the mix where we want to be having our opportunity to challenge for that playoff spot, that third playoff spot in the wild card round, uh, just like they did last year. Got to do it. It's time to man up, New York Giants. Get out there. Do not get embarrassed and show that there's a little spark left in your season. Because Jalen Hyatt certainly added a spark, added that confidence. He's got that confidence back after a drop in week one that he admitted kind of set him back a little bit. Make it happen. And ride your quarterback. Because your quarterback, the way he played in that second half against Arizona, I don't care. And I'll steal a line from Darius Slayton. I don't care if it was the Arizona Cardinals or Teaneck High School. And I can say that because I went to Hackensack High School. That's my bitter rival. Thanksgiving every year. Hackensack and Teaneck. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you're playing. You're going to have disadvantages. Compete. Don't lay down like you did against the Cowboys. And don't come out the way you did in the first half against Arizona. Play like you did in that second half. Attack. And if you attack and plays don't work... Well, then you tip your cap and you say, that team is really, really good. 49ers have had the best roster. Other than the 49ers, it's the 49ers and the Eagles that have the best roster in this league for years now. Go back to when Jim Harbaugh built the 49ers. And Giants fans, if you're old enough, you don't have to be that old. You remember what it was like when the Giants had to come here in 2012, when it was 2011 season. That team was loaded for the 49ers. Eli Manning took a beating, yet they hung in there and they competed. Now, I'm not comparing this team to a Super Bowl champion, which is what the Giants became that year. But the reality is you've been in this situation before where teams are much more talented. Back in Ben McAdoo's final season when they lost four wide receivers in 2017, in one game against the Chargers, when Odell hurt his ankle on the last play, fractured out for the season, they went to Denver for a primetime game the following week, had no business winning that game. Orleans Darkwa was your running back. You had guys out there that really had no business being on the field against a team as talented as Denver. Von Miller was there. Denver was good, and everybody predicted a blowout. And the Giants ended up winning the game. It was arguably, other than the first year for Ben McAdoo, it was the best game that they had. 
and uh, they're going to have to have another a similar situation against San Francisco to have an opportunity at Levi's Stadium tonight. All right, thanks for tuning in for the game day edition of All In with Art Stapleton. We will be back after the game tonight with post-game roundup, a look ahead to what the Giants have next, which is a Monday night game at home October 2nd against the Seattle Seahawks. That's really more of their punching weight. Seahawks are good. They are not going to come to the Meadowlands expecting to lose that game to the Giants. So this is what you want. When you are a competitive team, you want to fight every week. And the Giants have to find that. Because right now, there are some doubts outside, and I certainly have those doubts. I need to see this team fight. Very impressed with what they did against Arizona. But they need that every single time out there. Something's missing right now, especially on defense. They need to find that. And that's the job of Brian Dable and Wink Martindale and all of his assistant coaches and the players themselves. You got to find it. There's none of this, we're going to be fine. You have to manifest it. You have to do it. And until they do, there are going to be doubts. You know there are doubts externally. You can't have those doubts internally. Because if you do, this season is sunk two weeks into the season going into a big money, a big Thursday night game in prime time against San Francisco. As always, we're all in. We appreciate you being all in too. Try to enjoy the game tonight. I hope the Giants give you some things to be happy about. Don't make you stress too much and turn it off in the first quarter. But... Look, a couple months from now, we're going to be begging for more football. Enjoy it for what it is, and maybe your team will shock you every once in a while, beginning tonight. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.